today. Hi, <laughs> I'm Danny. That's Matt. That's Scott. And we are all here. How are you guys? Happy Thanksgiving. How was it? Successful? Pretty good. Ate a lot. Pants fitting a little bit tighter. Scott, how about you? You didn't get to participate in the festivities last week. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Pre-Thanksgiving national trip was, uh, speaking of eating way too much, it was, uh, what, four and a half days of sitting at our buddy's place and eating hot chicken and fish and drinking Jack Daniels. And I mean, that's what I did. That's not what they did, but right. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> yeah. What is your, uh, what are your guys' go-to Thanksgiving desserts? Like if you had one that you're going to eat. Uh, pecan pie is probably my favorite. I'm not a big, like, pumpkin pie or a lot of other things but like as for the classics i'm a i'm a big fan of the pecan pie which i think is a huge misnomer i don't think as a child i ever ate it because i was like i want to eat fucking nut pie but it's really just it should be called brown sugar (laughs) goo pie with pecans like kind of sprinkled on top that's a really long name yeah that'd be like a very sweet though i mean i mean you know like the st louis staple gooey butter cake they get straight to the fucking point there it's gooey Mm -hmm. it's buttery it's cake (laughs) Now that I'm getting older, I'm liking pecans on more things. Um, ice creams, pies, that kind of stuff. Scott, you working at Andy's, you know all about pecans. Sure aren't, aren't, they, aren't they used as currency uh, between your stores? Because they're <laughs> hard to come by. I'll, I'll tell you what, I didn't like pecans until I, until I started working there. And now it, it's one of those where you can snack on them and not, not bat an eye. It, it's weird, but I, I still don't care for them on my my actual custard, though. I'll be honest. I mean, if someone's going to say, here's some butter pecan or nothing, yeah, I'm sure shit going to eat it, but it's not going to be one of my choices, to be honest. November The turtle, however, I'll give you the turtle. Turtle's quality. Yeah. November 30th is today. They were recording this. Have you guys put up your Christmas stuff yet? It's post-Thanksgiving. Yeah, we got the I... tree up. Yeah. Got all the decorations up like morning of Thanksgiving and day after and day after I got in trouble because I didn't put the lights up outside um, because who knows when they would have got up if I didn't do it the day after Thanksgiving. So two days (laughs) after Thanksgiving, I put the Christmas lights up. First ones on the block, baby. That's right. But I mean, I guess we had to be first. I don't know. We have. um, So, yeah, like I said, today's November 30th and Mandy and I we're at uh costco and as soon as we walked in they had wine bottle advent calendars you know oh yeah five bottles of wine <laughs> and we're like oh my god that sounds amazing yeah let's get that we didn't even look at the price tag way too expensive for <laughs> what we did but we're really excited because starting tomorrow we've got three and a half weeks of drinking drinking wine every single day that we're awake so I will have to say, I, I don't know if I've heard anything bad about the wine ones, but the beer advent calendars, I think specifically at Costco, and I think all these too, they always get terrible reviews. Like oh, the beers that? are bad, old, not good, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So I've, I've stayed away. And my, my dream is always just to go to a nice beer shop and buy 24 different beers mm-hmm. and put them in my own case and make a little cool advent calendar top to it. See, I don't yeah. have that kind of time though. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is going to be really disappointing. If some of these wines are, I mean, they're not going to be, they're coming in a fucking Christmas advent calendar. I don't know what I'm expecting for quality of these wines. 
It makes drinking fun. It's alcohol, though, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right, let's get into some news and notes, guys. Um, week 12 is over. We're going to re- review it, and then we're going to prep everyone for week 13 as we are digging deep into the fantasy season, two-thirds of the way, sometimes even further, depending on your league. You're approaching playoff time, so pay attention. Let's start with there's a lot of injuries, uh, a lot of injuries to go through. San Francisco 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell sprains his MCL. He is out six to eight weeks for fantasy purposes. You can go ahead and cut him because he done. He may be back for the 49ers playoff run. And Christian McCaffrey has some knee irritation. So he was sporadically used um, working through that. Ooh, what do you do with this uh, 49ers backfield? I'm asking for uh, a friend. Everything I'm seeing sounds like CMC is going to play. He's going to be fine, but that doesn't mean they're not going to lighten his load a little bit. And we all know, I think I heard some like hype out there like Jordan Mason will be fine if he has to be RB1. Of course, he's going to be fine because San Fran always has good running backs because they have a good team and a good old line too. Anybody's going to be fine. So they can lighten up CMC's load, but I think he'll be out there. I think he'll be productive for fantasy. Scott, is that your takeaway? Yeah, I don't know who he is, but I'm sure it'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> Jordan Jordan Mason, they're saying he was he was active because he's more of a special teams guy. They got Tyrion Davis Price, who's now active, and they may even bring Tevin Coleman up. Gross. So yeah, it may be a mess behind CMC, but what are you gonna do? Travis Etienne. Okay, let me. I'm gonna bitch about some stuff here. So you guys are in this league with me. Travis Etienne hurts his foot. Two plays in. Leaves the game, doesn't come back. Fine, what happened? That happens. Apparently, he was fine. Apparently, he was fine the he whole time. He sprained his foot, Danny. He right? was cleared to return, like a few plays later, and they still said no. And then immediately following the game, they're like, "He's like, oh yeah, I'll be out there for week 13. Listen, you son of a bitch. I don't need you. <laughs> I needed you for this game. Okay. Well, Danny, two things. You're fine. You're you're fine." The whole time. They they still won the game. So mm-hmm. it was probably the right call to be cautious. And second of all, isn't this a better scenario than him being like out the rest of the season, like an Elijah Mitchell season situation for you? The best. Can you not look at the glass half no, full? Danny? No, not what I'm trying to <laughs> not give up a massive lead in this league. Uh, I don't need this is the second week in a row. First play of the game, we get a zero burger because, and, and he was fine. Two weeks ago, Rondell Moore, he was really hurt. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm, I'm not happy. Maybe Etienne had was physically fine, but there were some emotions whirling about a potential injury, and he wasn't like mentally prepared to play at that. But point. That, if he that would have made it better if he would have just said that. That's uh, that makes it <laughs> just a little bit. You can't you can't risk your, your highest draft pick. I mean, this is gonna be a playoff team next season, so got to keep them. Got to keep them on the field. Oh, the Jaguars fan with the, with the reason. <laughs> Jamar Chase plans on playing this week for the first time since week seven. And speaking of the Bengals, Joe Mixon still in concussion protocol. They're still optimistic that he's going to play, though. If he does, this Bengals team is looking uh, pretty, pretty sexy. I think this should be a fun game this week, too, especially if both those guys suit up and they're supposedly full full go. They're at home the hosting the Chiefs. I mean, we all know which way the refing is going to go, right? But uh, <laughs> it should be a, a fun one. Um, I'm trying to think, what is this? So they just 
and it might be too quick to where they can't do this, but let's get into this news. I'm going to sidebar it. Mm-hmm. Week 14, they just flexed the Chiefs out of the Sunday night game because they're playing the Broncos and nobody wants to fucking watch that. Yeah. And they flexed the Dolphin Chargers into it, which I agree is going to be a fun game. But this week, we got Colts Cowboys Sunday night. It's the same situation, a good team and a not very good team. I guess you got the Saturday media stuff going on, but why not flex Chiefs Bengals into that Sunday night game prime time? That's going to be a fun game. Because because the Cowboys Oh, that's true. You can flex out the Chiefs, but you can't flex out the Cowboys. <laughs> that you know what? <laughs> yeah. If you're going to flex out, yeah, if you're going to flex the Chiefs out of it, you can flex them into it because that AFC Championship like re uh oh my god what's the word i'm trying to think of uh revenge it's a revenge yeah. game for the chiefs against the bengals for what they did to sure them. it's too short of a a time frame for stadium arrangements and workers and ticket obligations and i don't know what else. Blah, 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 blah. they can do whatever they want right you gotta have enough material that everyone knows about so Stephen a can just scream like a maniac the next day on espn and everyone knows what he's talking about even though he's the yeah. most annoying person on this planet those shows have gotten unwatchable. I I can't I don't watch that shit anymore. Yeah. Najee Harris leaves the game with an oblique injury. They were first calling it an abdominal injury. Now they're saying it's oblique, whatever. It's all connected in there somewhere. Uh his status is up in the air. If <laughs> if he's active, Scott, you playing Najee? Um, yeah, I think so. He's starting to turn it up. I mean, that the team's still not anything special but it seems like he's been actually finding the end zone and putting up fantasy points to where i i mean unless you've got a better alternative sitting on your bench which i find very unlikely i think you got to suit him up unless you're van important isn't an oblique really i mean you got quarterbacks out there playing with broken ribs half the time Mm-hmm. And you, you got bear claws injury. Lodged right in those, those are like the auxiliary abs. They're just out there on the side. They're not even important. Get your didn't, ass out there and you find that fucking dog. Didn't Albert Pools <laughs> strain his oblique and he was out for a long, long time? I guess. Well, that's baseball. Okay. That's you, twisting. You twist, yeah. You twist a lot. <laughs> well, uh, so you don't have to twist in the NFL. Come on. <laughs> uh darnell mooney to the ir with an angle ankle injury just as justin fields is blasting off that is a bummer but i'll spin it in a good way for matt because he wants me to be more positive your boy matt chase claypool this could be big for him right an opportunity in chicago it's like my boy for a week and i i I think of chase claypool i think of you you must have said something really positive about him on the show i was excited for him moving there and i thought he had a good opportunity to just latch on to just some justin fields taking off and be the 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 target hog there in a stud and it just didn't happen and i guess maybe he has more chemistry now and more targets should be funneled to him but i'm not going to get excited about it until it happens this time Mm -hmm. david and joku also for some reason i think of as matt's boy is that closer I was uh, riding him in a league in my tight end spot. He was one of, I found my guy type situations. And he got he put up a few good weeks for me and he got hurt. And yeah. now I have him still on a team. I've been hanging on to him in my IR now on my bench, but I also have Friar Muth and I'm having trouble sitting Friar Muth for him. I don't, I, I just can't do it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a different knee issue. It came up with like a popped up with the knee issue. And I was like, oh yeah, he has that knee issue. And they're like, no, this is something different. It's like, oh, why'd you even have to say that? Now this is, <laughs> More annoying. 
Uh, I have actually had that same situation with Firemuth and Njoku as Matt. And had this not popped up with the injury issue, I think I would probably be playing him this coming week. But this no, makes me good. hesitate, and now I'll lean toward Firemuth a little bit. What does David Njoku have two different knee issues in one season? And Brian Robinson literally got shot in the knee <laughs> and it missed anything important. In his and he's game. doing fine. He's doing fine. <laughs> he's playing football. I will tell you what, if I got shot in the knee and you guys four weeks later were like, hey, we're going to have a pickup football game. I'm telling you right now, I won't play. <laughs> <laughs> How small was that bullet? <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers, Matt's boy. Um, he has a broken thumb. <laughs> he just didn't tell anyone about it. He's got a broken thumb and he hurt his ribs, uh, this past Sunday. And I guess he's still expecting to play because I guess all of his scans came back. Something to watch, I suppose, for the Packers. Uh, speaking to, to some very different but similar experience of playing quarterback in high school, your hands get beat to shit a lot when you get hit a lot as a quarterback and sometimes I think there's broken bones in there that you just you can't really say anything about so maybe now that his ribs are hurt and he's out or considering being out because of that he's bringing up a thumb issue or maybe just making excuses I don't know he's Aaron Rodgers if I broke my thumb and then you guys asked me to play a pickup game of football <laughs> <laughs> I would not did you ever hit your hand when you're playing the quarterbacks in high school did you ever hit uh your hand on a guy's helmet when you threw it that seems to happen a lot. I think uh, once or twice, but usually it was like you'd get sacked and your hand would get pinned between their face mask and like your body and it wouldn't feel good. What's the worst injury that you had as a high school quarterback? What's the most painful injury or moment, I should say? Or there was a couple undocumented concussions, minor concussions in there. Um, but I'd say playing sixth grade football, I fractured a bone in my arm and that was probably what I would consider the most painful. And it wasn't that bad. I guess I got lucky. What was the, cause this is what, 2007, six, seven, eight, this is years ago. What was the protocol for, what was the concussion protocol like in high school, high school sports in your experience? You made it back to your huddle. <laughs> not the other team's huddle we're probably okay to keep playing yeah good i think that's there was there was nothing back then and it's crazy to think it wasn't that long ago no coach holds uh, up two fingers and you have to say that there's two you know that it's always going to be two so you just say two right <laughs> fingers hold up two. you know what i think i always do yeah okay everybody michael, always holds up too <laughs> okay michael carter jets running back not practicing with an ankle injury that's something to watch i think matt might be no he changed it so what's the guy the jets running back's name that we're kind of hyped on matt starts with the z zonovan. zonovan knight zonovan knight someone to pay attention to toss in your fantasy team just in case carter doesn't play um yeah Mel i mean there's also ty johnson there is that right yeah, what, um, what's going so on with James saying, Robinson? Where the hell is he's he? Just, well, unless they activate him. They activated both Ty Johnson and Zonovan Knight over him last week. So they're saying no matter what, if Carter's out, there's a chance of a committee. But Zonovan Knight, I mean, he he did well for himself last week. He was productive. And, you know, you you want to ride yeah, the hot hand here. They got Robinson fourth on their depth chart on ESPN, which what the hell did you trade for him then? Why'd you even do it? Yeah, I don't get that. 
Melvin Gordon was released by the Broncos and then picked up by the rival Kansas City Chiefs onto their practice squad with the intentions of moving him up. Uh, any concern about Isaiah Pacheco's involvement now that you got a real uh, stud old man, Melvin Gordon? I think it's a it's a depth move for a playoff run, and he's a he's a veteran for a playoff run. You want to make sure that he's more sure handed, but it can it can help. Pretty sure when that cut happened, I remember. Uh, I'm a I'm a Reddit fan, so I was on the Reddit fantasy football, and people from the Chiefs were just like, "There's no way the Chiefs pick up Melvin Gordon. That doesn't even make sense." And then it happened. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, there are multiple pretty important players for fantasy that are genuinely questionable. We already talked about. Christian McCaffrey and Travis Etienne and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and Najee Harris. Well, I just listed them all off again. But Josh Jacobs with his calf, he's genuinely questionable. They say genuinely questionable, but I'm pretty sure I remember him wiping Seattle off the face of the earth a couple of days ago with the same calf. Yeah. I thought I heard they say it happened on the last play where he ran that 80 yards for the touchdown. Oh. Yeah. So um, the original injury happened the Friday before last week's game. I don't know if he re-aggravated it on that play or it not. It would make sense if he but... re-aggravated on that huge play, if that's if that's true. He's okay. running so fast. I, don't know. I mean, that was impressive as hell. Um, that's something to watch, though. Lamar Jackson with his quad um, he left practice today. I guess it was bothering him. And Justin Fields, obviously, with his non-throwing shoulder, he missed the game last week. Those guys are both super questionable and both super on my team that I super need. So pay attention to those guys. And big news for Week 13, guys, Deshaun Watson. So, again, I'm on the uh, the old Reddit, and it seems like there is a – Quite a bit of, of hate for Deshaun Watson starting here. And I want <laughs> to fucking get your feel. I mean, obviously. So what are, are we are? Are we on the board with time served, second chances, or are we fuck Deshaun Watson well, as a, want to start him in fantasy? I, I oh, starting in fantasy. If you're going to start Tyree Kill and you're going to start some of these guys, then I mean, come on, it's fantasy football. Are you going to do? Am I am I wrong here? That's my thoughts in fantasy football. It's like fantasy football. I mean, I, I do dislike some players for their off the field action, so I shouldn't say this entirely, but it's like, I mean, if that's going to win me a matchup, I'm going to start him and play him. I'm not going to root for him in the yeah, game. We don't have control over this kind of stuff, the law and the punishments, and we, we don't know him. We're playing a game. I I don't think it speaks to our morality, unless, Scott, do you think that – uh? It's immoral to start him on your fantasy team. No, what we're doing has fantasy in the title. It it doesn't matter. It's not real. So, I mean, other than bragging rights and taking your friend's money, play whoever's going to make you win. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about here? We're not like going out and hanging out with the guy and having hors d'oeuvres or something. Who gives a shit? Having hors d'oeuvres, not a full meal. <laughs> just, just orders. Did you hear that a few of the women that he sexually assaulted are going to be at the game? I think ten of them in a suite. Their lawyer, I guess, got a suite, and they're all coming. And I guess it's just to hear the booze. Is what I what I heard. <laughs> hey, yeah, there are going to be 
so many. Of course, the first game what was back, the preseason chant against him. You dirty or you sick fuck, right? Oh, Jacksonville. Really? Yeah, I think Jacksonville was chanting that at him during the preseason matchup. As what are the chances this will be the nationally televised game? I gotta hear it. I mean, I'm sure it won't be hard to find the video of that. And these and these women from the box just fucking screaming that with all the fans. That sounds pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> would you start him? I have him in a dynasty league, a two quarterback dynasty league, and I'm not starting him this week. I'm starting Kirk Cousins instead. Is that stupid? I feel like I mean, I feel like it's gonna be uh he's been off of football for two years. Yeah, I would I have no uh no qualms with cousins over him. I mean cousins they they talked about how he's always consistent and they throw the ball every second play to Justin Jefferson. So would not knowing what Watson's gonna be, I would one hundred percent play Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think if you have him, keep him on your bench a week, see what happens, if he can help you. If if he does play well and he's going to keep doing well, I guess you can ride him into the playoffs and whatnot. Um, oh. But I did just check Danny. They are not the nationally televised game, and they're literally only in Cleveland, Houston, and then a little dot on Lubbock, Texas. A little dot on Lubbock, Texas. Okay. The Texas Tech. Who went to Texas Tech out of this game? That's important. Nah, it doesn't matter. So let's get into our three big takeaways from last week. Scott, why don't you blast us off with your first takeaway? Uh, first one is what we just touched on with Josh Jacobs and how amazing he's been this year, what we all thought he was going to be a couple years ago. Um, but is it sustainable on that team? And question being, did Devontae Adams being added open up this offense? Because, I mean, let's be honest, the best receiver they had in the last two years was what, Ruggs, and now he's making wine in his toilet in prison. So oh, oh my. Um, outside of him, who have they even had there? So does this did this Amari open Cooper. it up to where he can be? Yeah, Amari Cooper was there a few years ago, and they were he was okay. But I don't know this Josh Jacobs right now is the best points per game fantasy running back in the league as it stands right now above Derrick Henry. Number two, Chubb three, Eckler four, Barkley five. Where if the season were to end right now, where would you be drafting Josh Jacobs in terms of running backs next year? Would you put him above somebody like Eckler or McCaffrey? Where do you assuming, stand with him? Assuming that he was on, because I know that they didn't pick up his fifth year option. The Raiders didn't before the season. So it's possible that he finds a new team. But do you want to say just for this thought? Sake of arguments. Yeah, he's still yeah. there. I wouldn't take him ahead of Eckle. Would I? It's hard to say because he's, he's had like a 300 yard game. Matt, you go. You talk. You say things. I'm thinking. I think if you're <laughs> in anything half PPR or above, half or full. You you got to keep Eckler above him. CMC's so weird, given a new situation and his lingering injury issues and whatnot. I think CMC still has higher upside, but he's just right underneath those two guys to me. And there's a lot of other names in the mix. I'd, I'm really intrigued to see how the rankings fall next year. There's a lot of new hot guys. 
There's a lot of good Here's the too. surprising stat with this is <laughs> Josh Jacobs is three receptions behind Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has 43 receptions. Jack Jacobs has 40. So it's not Up like he's not getting catches through the air. He's got 325 yards receiving this year. Mm-hmm. Right now, and Eckler has 500, Jones. but I'll do that every take, day. Would you take Josh Jacobs over Jonathan Taylor next year? Ooh. Ooh, I think I would. <laughs> I don't know what the Colts quarterback will be. I was going to say the way that the team stands right now. Absolutely. What about Jacobs or Ken Walker? Matt's boy. No, After Ken Walker's um, rough outing last week, despite his touchdowns, not super high on him at the moment. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Last last one. Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley next year. Jacobs. <laughs> I knew he was gonna go Jacobs. <laughs> uh Scott, your pick Barkley Jacobs next year. It can change. Oh, Jacobs. Okay. Yeah. I go Barkley. Matt, you go with your big takeaway, your first one. First big takeaway. If you're playing QB in the NFL and your last name is Wilson, you're gonna have a bad day. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I saw your your takeaway kind of relates to this, but I mean, Russ, I think I saw that last week he was QB thirty three, and there yeah. there were thirty two teams playing football, <laughs> so he is not doing well. Um, and Zach Wilson just got left with his dick in the dirt uh, when Michael White White came in there. Is that a phrase? And... Is that a real? Is it, did you just make that up, or is that a real phrase? I think usually it's referred to more of knocking somebody's dick in the dirt. I don't I don't really know what it means, but I'm it gonna use it. Big. I want to know how to use yeah. it because I'm gonna use it at work. <laughs> um, but yeah, not going well for the Wilson boys. Mm-hmm. Are they brothers? <laughs> Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson. <laughs> it's not a very common name, so you would think. Um, you're, it kind of ties into my first big takeaway is that Mike White, New York Jets quarterback embarrasses Zach Wilson. Mike White starts this game and Zach Wilson is the punchline because he gets embarrassed with such an awesome performance by Mike White. 22 for 28 for 315 and three. That is gold. And it wasn't like he latched onto one guy. He spread the ball to everybody and he looked effective good. and looked good. Yes. Yeah, he was throwing it downfield. He was making great decisions. This is on the heels of Zach Wilson's nine for 22 for 77 yards. And I think, did I see the Jets had two total yards in the second half? And here we go. Mike White, all the cameras are on Zach Wilson with his little hoodie on, just kind of pouting like a little 22-year-old. That was lunch money taken (laughs) from him. Like, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really like Zach Wilson that much just because he seems like a little bitch. Entitled little bitch. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know the guy. He could be awesome. But that sucks for Mike White. Scott, why don't you toss out your uh, Mike White? It sucks for Zach Wilson. Toss out your second big takeaway. Uh, second big takeaway is who am I more disappointed in, all things considered? Is it the Broncos or the Saints, the way that these teams have been playing? Saints just got shut out, missing field goals, couldn't put up a point. Kamara's found the end zone in one game this season. I mean, they got Dalton as their quarterback now. And then on the other hand, you got 
the Broncos, which we just talked about, Russell Wilson has had like one good game this year. And I mean, Judy's been out, then Javante got hurt, but they weren't doing much before that. So it's like both these offenses, it's just, they're hard to watch. I mean, they're not scoring points effectively. They're not winning games. And I mean, I would say that the Broncos, my expectations for them were a lot higher to start the year, but we also thought the saints were going to be a decent team. I mean, Mike, um, uh, shit receiver was back for the saints. Thomas. Thank you. Michael Thomas. Um, I mean, they still had Kamara. We thought, uh, quarterback situation was gonna be better this year. He's been hurt. So it's like, I don't know. They both just teams he thought would be in playoff contention running. And technically I guess the saints are with how bad that division is. That's the thing. But these teams are just horrid to watch and such disappointments offensively. And I did a bad job of uh, reviewing your guys' big takeaways because my second big takeaway is literally, who dat? Who cares? Like, I don't. I, I didn't I like even that know your they... takeaways are really, really clever. <laughs> <laughs> like the way that... <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, exa- I didn't even know that the Saints got shut out until I was reviewing scores like today, and I was like, oh shit! I'm like, I, I didn't care about this game. I didn't pay attention to it, and. Like I don't care about the Saints right now, and I've always kind of liked the Saints more than I think a lot um, of people do. So for me to not even care or know what's going on there, it's just not exciting. Mm-hmm. I think I saw on ESPN that it's the first time the Saints have been shut out in over twenty years. It was two thousand one, the last time they were shut out. Is it because they had Drew, that, right? Drew Brees for about twenty years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know who the Saints shut out? Five weeks ago, who they themselves shut out five weeks ago was it the Broncos. Nope. Oh. Scott, don't look it up. Um, uh, name it uh, I'm just gonna say Panthers because I can't think of anyone. Was it the Panthers? It was not the Panthers. It was the Raiders who just beat the Seahawks this mm-hmm. week. Shows you, you the fo- parity in the league this year, right? Put a forty burger on them too. Um, my second takeaway is the Ravens Jaguars game was another game of the year candidates. I only say it's a game of the year candidate because of the Vikings bills that happened a couple weeks ago, but this game was awesome. And it went from, it was 19 to 10 in the, the fourth quarter. And then it went to 1917. And then there was a fumble on the first play for the Ravens. Then it was 2019. Then the Ravens have an awesome touchdown drive. Did you guys see Lamar Jackson's? Uh, Matt, you were at my house, so I know you saw Lamar Jackson's like 60 yard bomb to Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. I actually, there's a, there's like a, an angle of it from like, of from like a sky cam from behind Lamar Jackson. It was one of the best throws I've ever fucking seen. It was wonderful. They go up and then Trevor Lawrence comes down, scores two point conversion, and then the Ravens almost won it. With a would have been a record breaking, yeah. Justin Tucker field goal it didn't it didn't make it. It actually didn't seem that close. But was, he had the line, but it, yeah, it wasn't there. That was a hell of a game, Scott. Did you could watch your team pull that off. No, it wasn't on TV here. So I I did flip because the uh, the Jaguars were my upset of the week. So I right. kind of 
popped it up after uh we actually were doing christmas tree shopping sunday so i didn't wasn't home for those games but when i flipped it on my or opened up espn i was like oh shit they're gonna tie it and have a chance to win this and then there was a long delay in the update i'm like oh shit are they going for two what the fuck do they have to lose here why not and then i saw that they didn't convert i'm like oh shit yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. how's it going uh scott give us your third takeaway uh speaking of parodies of the league it's what what the hell is green bay's offense like my god they just put up 33 points on philly's d one of if not the best east in the league but they only managed to put up nine against the lions just a couple weeks ago who's one of the worst defenses in the leagues it's like and then they lost to detroit so i don't know what to think of this offense like when the hell do you play aaron Rodgers in fantasy i i dropped him because i couldn't play him on the right week and prescott came back but what what the hell is this offense? Are they finally starting to click? Is it was that just luck and they were playing up to the competition? I just I cannot figure out what this offense is. I don't know, and I'm not gonna play Aaron Rodgers either because he's got a broken thumb and broken ribs. But no, I I don't get it. Is the Philly defense just not as good as we thought that they were? Maybe. I don't know. It's a yeah. bummer. Matt. Third takeaway. And I just, I just want to talk through it real quick. I don't know if you guys have opinions on this, but Jeff Saturday doesn't understand clock management, or does he? Um, so the the big thing here was at the end of that game, they had a chance to to win, and they're driving down, and they started letting the clock roll with uh, like a minute thirty left to go. I think Ryan, Matt Ryan got sacked. Uh, clock was rolling, um, and then. They eventually snapped at like 34 seconds left on fourth down and Jonathan Taylor was stopped for no gain. And that was the end of the game. And everybody's like, why didn't you guys call the timeout? I think they had all three timeouts and he came out and said, he mismanaged the clock. They should have called the timeout. He wants it back. They were in disarray, blah, blah, blah. But what I honestly think they were doing was they wanted to win the game with as little time left on the clock as possible. And it's one of those situations where I guarantee he would have been, Harold is as a genius if if this would have worked out and it kind of makes sense they had to go for it on fourth down there so you're either going to get a first down or a touchdown and then you can use your timeouts if you just got the first down with what would probably be about 30 seconds left where were they um, on the field run the game they were threatening red zone of... oh so they were in field goal range well they were down by a full touchdown is that right yeah, inside the opponent's 40-yard line is what I'm reading here. So, I mean, there was some distance left. I don't know exactly how much, but I think there was thought put into it to just say, we were in disarray, we mismanaged, I wish I hit it back. I think there was some idea back there, and it didn't work out. And I think it's one of those that come a different outcome. People would have been talking about how smart it was to not leave any time on the clock for the other team. Mm-hmm. But – it didn't work out, and uh, he's a bum. Know, yeah, he's a fucking. Bum. He's he's it, gonna it does get seem a like... lot of criticism or a lot of praise, no matter what he does. Just given the situation there in India right now, it seems more and more common that these teams, when you think a game is over, like we just talked about, the Jaguars went up by a point with what thirty something seconds left, and almost gave the Ravens a chance. The Vikings took the lead against Buffalo 
in that crazy game and then let Buffalo come down with like 32 seconds left and kick a field goal to force overtime. So even if you're thinking, okay, we're, you know, we're okay. We just scored, took the lead with well under a minute. Apparently defenses can't stop a team from getting a field goal range in the last minute of a game. These days, it seems more and more common that they play this loose zone defense and then give them chunk yardage that turns into a 25 yard gain. And then all of a sudden they're at midfield in one play. Yeah, I'm reading I'm reading that like also Saturday I was saying that they liked they the Colts liked what the personnel grouping for the Steelers was and they didn't want to call a timeout to allow them to sub. They thought that would be advantageous to so leave who was out there out there. So that was into it too, I guess. And this is all in what a matter of seconds they're making these decisions, so it's tough. Yeah, I mean it, it... I can see why it seemed obvious they should be calling timeouts, but that's what they wanted them to do. That's what the Steelers wanted them you know to what? do. And they said, we're going to do it. Come a different outcome. People would be saying totally different things right now. My last takeaway Rams are closing up shop for the year. Bye. Bye everybody. Thanks for coming this year. Um, it was great. Cooper cup's gone for the year. Matthew Stafford is probably done for the year. Aaron Donald's kind of hurt from what I'm reading. Um, Alan Robinson. And that's play. that. I think the Aaron Donald and Allen Robinson popping up is just, it sounds to me like they're not even trying to get guys on the field. It's like, you know what? We're closing up shop, S- sit and just get as healthy as possible. Like these seem like interesting. Yeah. Draft a team pick. would play. Through. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was in Detroit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Detroit gets their draft. Yeah. So Detroit's like, go ahead and rest guys. That's fine. I really think you should take this time <laughs> off. Cause, uh, <laughs> It's looking like it could be a top five draft pick if things continue this way. So as St. Louis people, we're all for it. First uh, to worst. Let's take a break. We went through a lot of stuff. When we come back, we'll look forward to week 13. We'll make a bunch of damn picks. What do you guys say? Mm, yeah. Yeah, girl. Welcome back in, all you champions. Let's get right into it. Week 13 starts of the week, Scott. All right, quarterback. I have Geno Smith. Uh, like we mentioned before, it seems like the Rams are just shutting her down. Uh, Seattle needs to keep winning because they got San Francisco. They're looking up at right now for what one game back in that division. So they're, they're sitting in a good position for a playoff. If not the division, the wild card, but they got to keep winning and you can't afford to give up a loss to these bottom feeder Rams. So I think they're going to pour it on. Like you said, the Rams are not, not doing well. Their defense is not at all the Super Bowl defense we saw a year ago. And uh, Gino's week in and week out pretty much been a consistent performer for you in fantasy. And uh, I think he goes out there and does it again. Love it, Matt. Your quarterback start of the week. Um, I'm running the hot hand this week. I got Mike White back in there. Um, came in, lit the doors on fire, like we talked about earlier. He's away, but he's playing against Minnesota, who is not great against quarterbacks, and they like to put some points on the boards on the board too. So I can see it being a little a little shootout action going on here. And maybe Mike White just keeps blasting off. Yeah, I'm into it. My quarterback start of the week is Scott's boy. Trevor Lawrence, he's been mm. turning it on lately. The Jaguars have looked good, and they get the gift of playing Detroit uh, in Detroit. And why is that important? It, because Detroit actually puts a lot more points up at home 
So Trevor Lawrence is going to throw the ball a bunch. Go slang. Go. <laughs> Scott, your running back start of the week. I have Dalvin Cook. Uh, saying he's playing the Jets. Um, with that being said, the Jets' run defense is average. They're about middle of the pack, but their passing defense is one of the top ten. And don't get me wrong, you know that Cousins is going to be throwing the ball. It's not like Jefferson isn't going to get 13 targets like he does every game. But I think they have a little bit more of a benefit to get a solid run game going in this one since the Jets are a little stronger in the pass defense. And uh, Cook is, I I mean, I see him getting 20-plus carries in this one and hopefully finds the end zone and gets over 100 yards. Love it, Matt. You're running back start of the week. A little bit of an outside play here, and that's Kyren Williams with the Rams. He is at home versus Seattle. And um, while I don't see them keeping this game very close, I mean, they've shut down a lot of people on the Rams. And guess who they still want to see what they have in is Kyren Williams. Uh, got some good work last week. I don't think they really intend to get Akers involved that much. I, like, I, I think he's going to get volume, and I think this is a play of the week. If you need to fill a flex spot and you have Kyron Williams on your team, I think you throw him out there. I think they're going to they're gonna fade him. Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. Damian Pierce is my running back start of the week against Cleveland. Cleveland's terrible but against Danny, the he's done so bad the last couple of weeks. I know. I know he has, but this is it. This is the time, okay? You watch Damian Pierce break out against the Cleveland Browns. It might be a rainy, rainy day is what the forecast looks like. I think Houston's got a real chance. There's a lot of noise around this game for other reasons. And if the Houston Texans are going to do something, it's going to be through Damian Pierce. And I think we have bounce back written all over it this week. So Damian Pierce, don't mm. be afraid. Scott, wide receiver start of the week. I got Chris Godwin had a great week last week. Uh, it seems like he and Brady have found their connection again in the last several weeks. I mean, Obviously, he was injured a little bit, but the last handful of weeks, he's getting more and more targets. It seems like he's been one of those fringe receivers to play in the beginning of the year, fantasy-wise, but now he's an every-week play for sure. He's putting up the numbers. This is a must-win game, and this is when Brady finds his main targets in these types of games. They're playing the Saints. Got to win it to stay at the top of the division. I think he has a game just like last week. Matt, your wide receivers? I say right receivers because you put two. I got two on there. So (laughs) I want to talk about two guys here. (laughs) Um, George Pickens. um, I'm I'm starting to get the warm fuzzies about him, um, especially moving forward. It wasn't a huge stat line last week. He caught three balls on six targets, 57 yards receiving, and he did get a two-point conversion. But we watched a decent amount of this game because it was it was a pretty fun little matchup there against uh, the Browns, and he looked good. He passed the eyeball test. I think I'm just excited about him, and it's a great matchup against Atlanta. Atlanta's not great, and they're going to give up air yards, and it, it's going to be Pickens, Pickett to Pickens, and I don't know. I, this is a this is a gut feeling. This is a it's not even a riding the hot hand. It's just a passing the eyeball test, and I want to keep seeing him move up so george pickens is my play of the week if again he's a flex fill and i think you go with it this week last one i just want to talk about was brandon Ayuk, and maybe if you roster him you already know that he's an auto start at least in like a wide receiver three role 
has this guy not had a super quiet season and he's been getting targets. He's been getting yards. He's been getting TDs. He's been a solid wide receiver, at least a wide receiver three, probably wide receiver two. Um, has he been on any of your guys' teams? Is no, he under the radar one. with you guys also? Yeah, not at one. Uh, it's one of those no, guys where at him. the end of the season, it's going to be like, oh, man, Brian Ayuk's the wide receiver eight on the year. And I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know about eight, but no, uh, yeah, exactly. he's, he's putting together a pretty quality. And it's a, it's a high floor, I think is what I'm seeing. Like ever since week five, he's had a pretty solid floor and good targets, good production. And I think you keep starting him the rest of the way unless you got way better options. I know he killed me two weeks ago because he had two catches, but they were both touchdowns. And I think I lost that league by just a handful of points. I was like, you got to be shitting me right now. Debo didn't do anything in this asshole scores two touchdowns on 20 yards and two catches. Hell yeah. Makes them count. Yeah. Uh, My wide receiver start of the week is Christian Watson of the green Bay Packers against the Chicago bears, Chicago bears don't play defense. They just don't, I don't think they even put 11 guys out there. I think it's just like four or five. And even if it's Jordan love throwing him the ball, this guy is in the middle of a breakout, six touchdowns in the last three games. He's going for it. Man. Six so, touchdowns on his last 12 receptions. That's that's what you would describe as unsustainable. I think <laughs> I mean, and the yardage is crazy too. He's a big play monster. Yeah. So he's an auto start right now. You got to play him, even though it's, it could be Jordan love. It's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers zone and you got to do it. So Scott or sorry, man, you guys want to just pause real quick and talk about Jordan love. Did you guys watch any of that game? I thought he looked pretty dang good. I, I heard that he looked really, really good. I did not see him play this past time, but I've seen him play in the past and I'm like, holy shit, this guy's terrible. So it's good to hear that he was doing good. <laughs> and apparently I didn't watch any of the Packers in preseason. Apparently he looked pretty good in preseason, but that is what it is. He looked good in this game, making good decisions, strong throws. Um, as much as I'd hate for the Packers just to move right into another franchise quarterback, he looked good. They were good. Tight end, Scott. Go for it. I have Dalton Schultz, uh, Dallas playing Indy. Seems like he's been getting what he's got a couple touchdowns this past week, uh, touchdown two weeks before that. So it seems like he's getting red zone looks, end zone looks. Um, and if he's not finding the end zone, I think what three, four weeks ago, he had like 75 yards on like six receptions. So he's, he's incorporating the offense pretty much every game, one way or the other. Seems like Prescott likes to go to him, like I said, in those end zone looks. So, Indy's not doing so hot this year, and Dallas is just kind of pouring it on teams when they're when they're playing their weaker opponents. So I see uh, Schultz just keeping that train going. To be fair, was that the Jeff Saturday Colts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Scott, for your tight end start of the week, your first choice uh, was pass. Before, <laughs> before the show, and we said no. You you got to pick one, and then Schultz was your second choice. So that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, go for it. Your tight end is Hayden Hurst, and this has always been a guy who's had hype at times and blah blah blah. But he's finally found a pretty good role, I think, in the Cincinnati Bengals offense, and he had a good week last week against the Titans. Nine targets were his highest of the year. 57 yards, I think, were also the highest of his year. 
he finds the end zone at times and he's playing against Casey this week at home and Casey doesn't have the greatest defense likes to put points up on the board. I think there's going to be opportunities for him since he's going to have to score. I think he finds the end zone. I think he keeps his targets up. I think he's a great play this week. Mine's Foster Moreau, Las Vegas Raiders against the LA Clippers and LA Chargers. I guess I should clarify that, but seven targets last week, Darren Waller still out. Moreau is being targeted a lot, scored a touchdown last week. Clippers are terrible against the tight end. Easy. It's easy right there. Now let's bust into the week 13 conundrums. Okay. Actual problems that Matt, Scott, and I have on our fantasy uh, agenda this coming week. So Scott, start us off with your fantasy football conundrum. Well, look at that. It's tight end related. Look at that. Yeah. You don't tight want to end, talk yep, about it's... tight ends, and here we go. <sighs> You're the worst. Uh, <laughs> I got Dawson Knox or Cole Komet. Knox is playing at New England, uh, who hasn't really had the defense of Belichick's, you know, repertoire in the past. They're they're all right, but they're not like a powerhouse like they've been. And then Cole Komet versus Green Bay. We just said with Chicago, you got Mooney going down. So, I mean, they do have Claypool, but I feel like that bodes well for Komet, and that's that's the direction I'm leaning right now. This weighs heavily in my eyes on whether or not uh, Justin Fields. Fields plays this week. Yeah, if Fields I, plays, I, I kind of do like the Cole Komet play. I don't know. I just, gut says Knox is the right play, though, but I was wrong about that last week on the Thanksgiving. So, Scott, he said those exact words on the Thanksgiving <laughs> show. It, was, it feels like and he went two for 17, but they're both playing a ton. And you're not going to have the luxury of waiting for fields because Knox plays on Thursday night. Um, I think I would go with Knox, though, just in case. I wouldn't just roll the dice and see what happens. Um, I don't think the Patriots are a very this is gonna sound weird but they're either a really good play against tight ends or they're a really bad play against tight ends so let me look at that real quick uh they're a really good play against tight ends so go for it it is weird buffalo has to go back-to-back thursday games which i guess is patriots isn't bad yeah that's true too that's which is interesting they both get a full week of practice that's good um matt what's your conundrum I have a league where I'm trying to figure out my flex. I'm very tight in the playoff run in this league. I am currently in seventh place. It's a six-team playoff, six-team playoff. Um, but I it's a it's a median win league, and I'm one win behind sixth place. Two weeks left to go before playoffs. So I I need to do work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have a pretty solid roster until I get down into my flex, and I'm trying to decide between Gus Edwards who's playing at home against Denver, Brian Robinson on the road at the Giants. And then I'll even add in, I just picked up Zonovan Knight. And I know this kind of depends on injury situation with Carter and everything like that. So we can kind of table that side of it. But Brian Robinson had a big week last week, but a lot of things were saying that was game script dependent because they went up early on Atlanta and they could just feed him. Probably won't be the case against the Giants this week, or at least it's not as clear that it would be. Uh, Gus is Gus is Gus. I mean, if he's healthy and he's playing, he's he's probably going to have a decent floor, right? 
You want me to, want me to go hop in, Scott, or you got your? Yeah, go for it. I yeah, go ahead. God, I don't love the Denver defense. I I think that the I I feel like the the answer is Brian Robinson, but I think the fun the fun answer is Zonovan Knight. But this is like something not a time for it to be fun. It's not a fun time for Matt because he's in the playoff hunt. <laughs> it's also I need to get into the playoffs first. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to roll the dice. I mean, I, you can't just play it safe to get into the playoffs. I say roll the dice as long as, I, as long as Carter and Robinson are both inactive. I think that's that's a big thing. If I if I see the inactives and it's going to be him against Ty Johnson and whoever else, it's like all right, yeah. He got I mean, three I feel catches. Like if, if Carter. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, no, he had he had a lot of usage and he had really good production on that usage. Um, I feel like if Carter is inactive, though, they're probably going to activate James Robinson, though, right? Yeah, that's going to confuse shit, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a hot hand. It's a hot hand. Uh-huh. I, I mean, who are the what? Commanders are playing the Giants. The Giants. Uh, I mean, so I weird. like you said, I I do lean toward Brian Robinson on that situation. And the Giants are what bottom eight in yards per game given up for rushing. They go up over almost 140 yards a game. I, I do like Brian Robinson, um, just because they seem to be funneling him the ball more and more. I, I yeah, yeah. I but like you said, if Carter's out, I can't I can't be against you rolling the dice with Knight, but I would lean toward Robinson either way. It's a keep the ear to the ground thing um, on Zonovan Knight. Other than that, I think I still think Gus has the higher floor. Brian Robinson could be a dud, or he could have a Tony Burger. You know, it, it mm-hmm. just you never know with him. It seems like my conundrums: Latavius Murray at Baltimore versus Rashad White versus New Orleans. Latavius Murray is the three down back there, but that offense is absolute trash. And you got Rashad White who. Leonard Fournette may be back, but that offense can actually move things. And Rashad White has been just s- simply better than Fournette, so I know he'll start the game and stuff. So who do, who do you who do you go with there? Yeah, I'm not really worried about Rashad White getting usage. If Fournette back, he might steal a goal line carrier too. That's that would be my only concern there. I think Rashad White's going to get the better usage. Scott, agree. You I think Rashad White's my pick. That- that one is uh, a coin toss because I have Fournette, and it seems like when the games, I mean, their offensive line has not been good this year. So there's there have been several games where Fournette's done well, but other games where he's just done nothing. So even if he's if he if he is active and takes anything from White, I mean, what are the odds that White has a solid game? But again, looking at the other option of Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I lean That'll be... like 55% towards Murray over White, but it's not by much. I would say week 10 before the Bucks buy, that was the first week where they said Rashad White has the reins. He's our one, and he had a good week, and Fournette was fine that week, right? Yeah, like yeah, they both did fine, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just don't see them right now deciding like, Oh, Fournette's healthy again. Like, let's just throw him the bulk. Like, no, you guys decided a while back that Rashad White was the RB1 over him. You gave him usage over him. Why would that switch now? Unless there's some game script things that happen. But 
I could see some vulture action going, but I think Rashad White is going to be the volume there. All right, it's decided then. I'll do that, or maybe not. I don't know. So let's dig into the survivor locks, guys. Survivor picks. So, so far, I am winning this thing. I've got six points. Matt's got two points. Scott's got negative one points. Well done. Um, although last week was really good for you, Scott. Well, that was your first the first week where Scott got both survivor and underdog pick correctly. So bravo, my guy. That's Survivor's Scott. been a little disappointing this year. <laughs> <laughs> so just as a reminder, survivor picks. If you get it right, you get zero. If you get it wrong, you get minus one. You can't pick the same team. Underdog can be anyone. They have to be three point dogs. Um, and you get plus one if you get it right. If you don't get it right, whatever, it's okay. It was an underdog, you get zero. So Matt, I keep asking Scott to go first on things. So Matt, give us your survivor pick this week. A survivor pick this week is gonna be the Ravens. I haven't blown my Ravens pick yet. Um, I'm scared right now with the Lamar news. I didn't really consider that when I picked this, but they're eight and a half point favorites over the Broncos. He's supposed to be fine. He's supposed to be fine. You know what? I mean, if if some terrible news comes out in the next couple of days, I'll beg you guys to switch my pick, but that's my pick for right now. Um, and I think assuming Lamar is on the field and not too limited of a fashion, they're going to be fine against the Broncos at home. Mm-hmm. Scott, your survivor. Uh, I have the Browns. They're uh, at Houston, but it's uh, it's Houston. They've got one win on the year. And uh, I, I don't think they're going to have enough to stop the Browns offense. That's good. Who did Houston beat? Do you guys remember who they beat? They're one nine and one. Uh, they beat the Jaguars, unfortunately. <laughs> ah, sorry, I did not know that before I said it. And they tied Week One against the uh, Colts. They did. They oh, did yeah, those Jaguars, thirteen to six. There it is. Um, my survivor pick is the Seattle Seahawks at the LA Rams. I generally don't like to pick for a survivor a road team, but I think the Rams are are a joke. Right now, so I'll burn my Seahawks pick here. I'll tell you what, last week, Seahawks, uh, first time they burned me, first time I put them on my survivor spot. So, more power to you, Danny. Oh, that's right, they were your underdog gold. You had three wins from them, and then they, the moment you believed in them. So, Matt, give us your underdog. I'll let you, under- I'll have you go first. Because who put the this in first? And I got in the show doc first. So <laughs> all I right, so Matt, Scott go ahead and go. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Yeah, uh, mine and Scott's underdog of the week um, is the Dolphins, which I think, I guess, I don't know if Scott you were involved, but me and Danny were just kind of, kind of t- chat chopping it up, talking about uh, was it Mike? Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Sorry, I was blanking on the name. He's an interesting dude. He's kind of fun. The team's fun. They're doing well. Kind of liking the Dolphins right now. And you know what? They're four-point dogs against the Niners. They're on the road, but I can see them pulling this out. I don't see there's any reason they couldn't. Niners are a quality team. I see why they're the favorites. But Dolphins are number two in the AFC, right? I think they're, yeah. Uh, yeah, go, I'm, I'm go a big porpoises, fan. you know. Scott, is that those are your thought too? You saw all those videos. Of Mike I, McDaniel. I couldn't believe the Dolphins were that big of dogs in this one. I feared this would be like a two two point favorite type situation, 
And looking at a lot of the other matchups that were over three, which is our baseline uh, as an upset, I mean, this was one of the ones that I could see as is a close to a coin flip as anything else. I mean, the Titans Eagles, that one was seems decent after the way the Eagles just played the Packers. So that one I thought about, but Dolphins offense against the 49ers defense. I mean, this one, this this could be a fun game to watch too, just in general. But yeah, I see this one more 50-50 than some of the other upsets potentials. And my underdog pick is the New England Patriots on Thursday night at home against the Bills. The Bills have been weird. Like, they're still in my head as, like, an elite, elite team, but they've not been winning big lately. They've been squeaking them out. And this is a a weird divisional matchup. I mean, the Bills hated the Patriots for so long. It's like, don't even wear a Brady jersey into the Bills stadium because people just hate you. Bills fans are great, but don't fucking do that. (laughs) <laughs> like they do not like Tom Brady and they do not like the Patriots from all those years of getting disgraced. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it, there's, there's some blood here and I can see it going either way because of exactly what you said. All right. I mean, this is a big game. If new England does win, I mean, they're at that point, they'd only be one game back of Buffalo in that conference. So yeah, it's, that's it's a very meaningful game or divisions are in the division. So let's get into the final segment of this show, and that is our weekly draft. So Matt, Scott, and I will draft a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then a flex, just four picks, four-round draft with the three of us. And it's a half PPR league. You can't repeat picks. So we started this in week seven, and um, none of us can pick guys that we've already picked in the past for this draft. Um. As the punishment for the previous loss, whoever gets last has to uh, pound a beer ski right now. And from what I understand, Scott, you are ready to do so because you got a 45 burger. I got a 54 and Matt just took us to pound town with a 95. <laughs> yeah, um, that was not a not a good week. Yeah, he really destroyed us here. So it is up to you to slide that beer down your gullet. You ready? Yeah, as Cheers. you're doing as you're, as you're doing that, I'll explain. So, for week thirteen, I did the randomizer for the uh, order, and it's going to go Danny, Scott, Matt, and a that was <laughs> so much faster of a beer chug than Ooh. any of mine Ooh. in the past few weeks. So, <laughs> oh God. God, get ready to hear that, America! A lot of burping here. There we go. There we are. Now it's <laughs> okay. Um, so it'll go Danny, Scott, and Matt, and we'll snake this thing around again. Can't repeat players you've already picked, so there's a little bit of strategy there. You boys ready? Let's do it. Tell me, bud. Okay, so my first pick because I'm going first is going to be Amon Ra St. Brown of the Detroit Tigers at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wait a minute, what's wrong? They're not the Tigers. What did I say? <laughs> You're joking. Tigers. <laughs> I said the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I thought that was a joke too. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. We're going to have to double check that. But I'm going to run St. Brown from the Detroit Lions. I didn't because... even look up because I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I didn't understand why you were stopping me. I didn't know what I did wrong at all. So, um, so that is my first uh, pick, and now it's up to Scott. 
All right, I am going to take uh, Nick Chubb. Nicky, Nicky, Chubb, Chubb. Running back, playing Houston. Would have been my pick had I not already taken him. Matt, you get Dubs picks. Ooh, this is tough on the turn here. See, we're at the point where I need to like play in. Like, have you guys sure. taken him yet? Do I need yeah, to worry about and that's him? why I right. took him. I should have done more pregame work on this. I saw you guys writing stuff down during the break. I was like, I'll just bring up the rankings during this thing. But I'll, I'll go ahead and throw AJ Brown out there. He's playing against at home against the Titans. I think he has a good matchup. Um, yeah, I think I think I think it's a good boom week for him. And you know what? I'm hedging my bet if it's not. I just double checked the Titans to win. Double checked his past picks. He has not taken him, so that's good. I haven't used him yet, and I, I don't trust him after last week. He got in the end zone twice, but he had terrible production. But give me Kenneth Walker. I just I, I have a feeling that Seattle gets up early against the Rams, and he might get a lot of usage. Let's like drain some clock. So I'll, I'll burn that pick. Like it. Like it. All right. Is it to me? It's to me for uh, for two. I'm going to go. No, not at all, sir. <laughs> oh, you get to go before me. Oh, weird. I sure do. How that works. <laughs> so it's like, uh, what's that? Um, no, 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 no. This is <laughs> not started very well. Steal one of yours. This is not start off very uh, well. Because I like this, and then you made him one of your starts of the week. And I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. Oh, nice. Neat. Trevor Lawrence. I was not going to pick him. So joke's on you, you dick. I don't um, buy it. <laughs> Yo, dick bag. Yo, dick bag. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. That's what I want to do this week. It's my time to blast off on Justin Herbert. Um, well, you know, we both picked him. He could have waited on that. No, because you guys haven't picked my other ones either. So, or you've both already picked my other ones. So, so is it me? I get to go again, right? Right? It, yeah. Scott, can you tell me if I is my turn this time? I'm going to go with <laughs> Gabe Davis here on Thursday night against the Patriots. Part of this is because in a league that I care about, I'm not playing Gabe Davis. So I know what that means. He's going to go full bananas on everyone's faces. So I got to get a little part of him here. So Gabe Davis is my, uh, my flex this week. And that brings it back to Scott's. I think. Uh, okay. Hmm. Let me double check something real quick and see if you guys have picked this guy real fast. Really, you know, if Matt's picked him. As, yeah, Danny, you picked him, but that doesn't help me here. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just ask Matt if he was going to pick him, and then if he says, yeah, that he would pick him, then you just take him now. <laughs> well, either yeah, way, I am going to go with my uh, Jag stack and go with Christian Kirk. Um, little Christy Kirky, Christian, a fucking Kirk, and that now takes us to Matt's back-to-back picks to close it out for his quarterback and flex. A little hot hand approach here again. Um, apparently, 
Tom Brady hates Mike Evans right now, but he does like Chris Godwin. Big week last week. Slotted him into one of my lineups last week, and I think I'm going to go Chris Godwin in a in a good matchup at home against New Orleans. Sexy hot. I didn't think you'd pick him. That's why I went Kirk. I was going to be what? my next one. Oh, no I'm right. usually not a huge ah. Chris Godwin uh, truther. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm more happy about that than, since I stole it from Scott now. Um, and my last one, I saw that both of you guys already took him, and I want to stack here, so I'm going with Jalen Hurts for my QB with AJ Brown. My God, I'm the only one that didn't do a fucking stack. Um, I guess I still have that option if I wanted to do the Eckler thing. But I, I did the Eckler thing one week, didn't I? Yeah, you're and you're doing great in this league, so I should pay attention. But I will burn <laughs> my Josh Jacobs pick here. I know you guys have both already picked him. So Josh Jacobs is going in my lineup guess here. You, guess it doesn't matter because I already picked him, but you skipped me again. <laughs> oh, my God, I did. <laughs> I'm having some issues here. Yeah, I took Josh Jacobs. I just wanted to type it in. All right, go ahead. You know what? I hope he's hurt now, and, yeah. he's, and he'll play half a game. We—that is what happens. <laughs> I take that gets hurt on the first play, and he's actually fine, but he sits out the rest of the game. Oh, that would never happen, would it? it would never happen to anyone. <laughs> I would hope that because I need right, one see. of my teams. Oh. Cool. Um, you weren't even—you didn't even know. That's... You weren't even ready. See. I knew this. I was debating. I had a guy in mind. Which I'm, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, good pick. He scored. I think it's I because he does but, well every week. Yeah, four straight games or something. And he scored a touchdown. And like yeah, no one even from Metcalf, the turd. Ooh, All right, so just for the sake of clarifying us, Matt is smashing us. Um, five hundred nine total points so far. I've got four thirty-eight. Scott's got four thirty-one. There's nothing really built into this other than just pride <laughs> and ours is getting trashed by this guy. I did think that we have a pretty interesting we've we've developed enough games now to where we have our survivor locks game, our weekly draft game, and we our listeners may not know about this. We started a midseason madness no bench league that started a couple weeks ago on Sleeper. I think we got a bit of a triditerod here getting into the end of the year. And I don't know how we want to work this out, but I feel like we'd play all three of these together into some uh, massive championship. I am all about <laughs> that. Other than the fact that, again, you know what, to be fair right now, out of those three things, each one of us is leading one of them. I, like, I did think about that too. So that's really cool. Although I can't make ad drops on the fucking sleeper app right now. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this either way. That's it for the show. Week 13. Good luck. Good luck in December. Uh, you guys got anything else to add before we blast out? No, no, no. No. Nope. Remember. Uh, fun with it. <laughs> <laughs>